Welcome to this special bonus episode of the Final Draft Great Conversations podcast. Our special bonus is with a publisher and author, Jerry Pleitez. Now, I'm Andrew Popel, and every week I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney. And Final Draft explores Australia's books, writing, and literary culture. Now, in this special bonus episode, we're going to be looking into the publishing industry and a fantastic new imprint and its amazing founder. Now, Karasev Press was founded by Jerry Pleitez with the manifesto to find and support women of colour writers and artists of all disciplines. Jerry Pleitez is living her own manifesto, and the first novel to come out of Karasev is On the Sunday She Created God. So join me today in the Great Conversations podcast as we meet Jerry Pleitez and we find out more about Karasev Press. <laughs> You're on 2SER 107.3. You're listening to Final Draft, and my name is Andrew Popel. I'm joined on the phone from Melbourne by Jerry Pleitez. Jerry is the founder of Karasev de Press, and her first novel, On the Sunday She Created God, has recently released on the imprint. Jerry, welcome to Final Draft. Hi, thanks for having me. No, thank you. Congratulations on both of those huge achievements I just mentioned, launching your press and releasing your first novel. But can you clarify for me uh, as a reader, what does it actually mean to become a publisher? How did Karasevda come about? Um, So Karasevda came about, uh, I'm going to sound like a cynical writer here, but it essentially came about from years of rejection. Um, I basically studied at Wollongong University and, um, you know, worked on my craft and pitched my novel a lot to agents and competitions and um, tried to find funding for it. And, uh, you know, there was a couple of roadblocks along the way. So I just finally decided to back myself and um, really encourage more diversity in our in our, I guess, in our industry, and I decided to launch Karasevda and my novel uh, under my own imprint. But this is very much the beginning of something much bigger that I'm trying to do within publishing. Yeah, so I, I noticed as I had a look around karasevdepress.com that you have a manifesto up there that says Karasevdepress wants to find and support women of colour writers and artists of all disciplines. And look, yes. conservatism and conservative times they're often sort of pointed to as fertile ground for creativity, which which is a real fucking shame that people have to be oppressed to make art. Do you feel that our current social and political climate is serving all artists equally? No, absolutely not. And I think publishing is possibly, and I've said this before, I think publishing in particular is one of the last bastions of creativity in which um, diverse voices are not encouraged. In fact, um, you know, if you look at, you know, sort of literary magazines and uh, sure, you've got, you know, you know, the black brow coming up with their issue. But, you know, in terms of people in charge and really calling the shots as to what voices we hear and what voices are on our bookshelves, it's it's very conservative. It's, it's still very, um, I guess, for lack of a better word, white. And Karasevja is looking to sort of change that and to bring more uh, voices from people of colour out to the forefront. So I feel like... Um this expression that I think a lot of people have been using for a long time, but it's now breaking through to the mainstream, you, you have to see it to be it, uh, is, is gaining currency. But what, what do you see as the, the difficulty and then also, I guess, what we lose when we don't have a diverse press and we don't have, a, I guess, a diverse art scene? So much. We lose so much in terms of... This is a country that was founded by migrants, um, you know, 
we come, it's such a diverse country, and if we're not being represented in the books that we read and the press that we have, then we're all being represented. So representation is a huge issue, and it impacts us socially in terms of our nationalism, in terms of what we define as culturally relevant. It's hugely important. The fact that there isn't a press that is focusing on people of colour, women of colour, in itself speaks volumes. Now, I don't know a lot about the publishing world, but I gather it's it's not a, a gold mine waiting to be tapped. There would be people that would kind of point to Australia as a relatively small market. But then on the other side, we have we've had two titles from the small imprint Brow Books on this year's Stellar Prize shortlist. It feels like there are some, you know, really positive things happening with the publishing industry. Book sales have actually gone up. I think there was like a net one point five percent increase in Australian book sales. Do you feel like this is a good time? Is there strength in these smaller independent voices, the, the, the space that Kara Sevda has entered? Yes, absolutely. Right now, um, we're living in the, in the digital age. That in itself means that there's space for, you know, marginalising brackets and marginalised voices to, to gain audience and gain significance in the digital age where you can put your work out there. Um, me, as a small press, I'm operating this press um, myself and my team with really small overheads and things like the internet, um, you know, are certainly helping. So it's like a really unique time right now where people are more educated and people have access to resources. People can find your work and support you. Yeah. All right. So now I'm going to ask you to take your publisher hat off and put your put your novelist author hat on because on the Sunday she created God is your first and Kara Sevda Press's first novel. Uh, it's described as a trans- transgressive coming-of-age story. What do we need to know about On the Sunday She Created God? Um, I essentially, it's really hard to take that publisher hat off. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, I wrote this, uh, uh, a lot of people would define this as a novella, just because, it's, because of its word count, which I think is bullshit. Um, I essentially wrote this book to be the quintessential modern book. It's short, it's compact, it's fast, it's like uh, taking a shot with a friend on the weekend. So that's the way I intended to write it. I especially want to draw a light on the experience of a you know a woman of colour in Australia now who's both sexually liberated, liberated but also confined to sort of operate under these traditional ideas of when are you getting married and what sort of job do you have with these sort of typical titles? So I guess that's, I really wanted to convey that, um, really wanted to convey that as well in the book, sort of modern life, I guess. As I started reading, I, I noticed these shifts between between dialogue and, and point of view and very sort of frank... Uh, observation of we we start in a in a party and there's a lot going on. The novel's also full of music and you've curated a playlist for readers to check out and they can go to karasevdepress.com if they want a little sort of slice of the book but also your music stylings. Do yeah. prose and lyricism necessarily operate in separate domains for you in your creative process? Do they uh, operate in separate domains? Absolutely yeah. not. They're completely linked. In fact, mm. um you know, I, I know lots of multidisciplinary artists, um, you know, who write music but also write books. Um, and so it's completely linked. To it. Music is really important. It was like opening, it was like a key to so many different moods and so many different ideas. Um, yeah. 
I feel like uh, I feel like ideas like the rock opera have have been around for us for ages. These albums that will tell a whole story in the same way a novel might. Where's the Where's the crossover for writers though? How do How do you bring music into your books in that sort of the flipping of the rock opera? Um, I bring it. I, I bring it in my book as a way to move through space and move through ideas. Um, the, the work that I've written with the protagonist is really important. Sometimes, like you mentioned, jumping from one thing to the other. The protagonist moves from one thought to a mood, and and often music is the vessel for that. So, I use that to build to help me build a world. I use soundscapes as well to to try to pull people into this world. Um, I wanted to ask about one of the descriptors from On the Sunday's Press. Um, It describes it as a punk, post-feminist punch in the face. Now, I'm pretty clear on punk, and I've been punched in the face before, but in a world where feminism is variously a dirty word on the lips of the right, a reductive form of virtue signalling for white people, or, or even sometimes considered a spent force... Where does that intersection, particularly of politics and art, lie for you, both in the novel but also in your writing and your your process? Um, it, I mean, it influences the writing incredibly because I've had to, I've had to grow up as a woman of colour who also lives in a country where you don't celebrate Australia Day um, with a flag. Um, then, you know, you get politically questioned for it. Or if you believe that, you know, our First Nation people deserve more rights or more recognition or the day should be changed, then, you know, you're labelled to belong to this political group. So it, it lends itself, um, it, le- like, it lends itself to the craft a, a lot. In fact, this book is, is political. This book is um, trying to describe the world in which you live in these two you are a person of colour, but you're, you know, you're not represented or you're not allowed to think certain things because then you would be this political group and not this political group. So um, in terms of feminism, um, you know, post-feminism, I, I think it's great to put labels on things. It's, it's great to sort of um, try to understand things through words, which is what I do anyway, but um, post-feminism is now... Intersectionalism it can't be ignored anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. I was wondering then, in a in a world where you're you're marginalised, or people are able to to create an us versus them kind of dynamic, we have politicians that kind of use use politicising something as a dirty word. But can you ever separate politics from your life and the way you live it and the way you create? No, absolutely not. Politics is um, everywhere. Politics is in your bedroom. Politics is staring at you in the mirror when you put your eyeliner on. Politics is um, politics is what you do in your personal time, what bars you go to, what area you live in. Politics is in everything. And, and that's why it was so important to try to be frank and as earnest as possible in this book because that's essentially what this book is saying. Um, you know... Politics can uh, affect you if you live on the fringe or if you don't, if people listen to you, if people want to get out of the lift, if you're in the lift, um, if people, you know, assume your intentions toward them are bad. It's, it's for a person of colour, for a woman of colour, politics is ingrained in everything you do and that's the purpose of the book. 
I'm speaking with Jerry Pleitez. Uh, she is, I'm going to talk about, we're going to put both her hats on now. She is the founder of Karasev Depress, and the first novel to come from Karasev Depress is On the Sunday She Created God. Jerry Pleitez is also the author of that. So I want to say thank you again so much, Jerry, for coming in, for sharing like the beginning of this journey. I'm so excited to see what comes next, both for your writing and also for the press. Um, and yeah, looking forward to, to catching up again in the future. Great. Thank you so much for having me. That's it for this special bonus episode of the Great Conversations podcast with Jerry Playtez. Karasev Depress, you can find online at karasevdepress.com. And on the Sunday She Created God is available in independent bookstores and through their website. Great Conversations is recorded on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at 2SER's Broadway Studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. If you want to keep up with us, follow the latest books, writing and literary culture. You can go to Twitter, Insta, Facebook. Just look for at Final Draft 2SER. You click subscribe in your podcast, you're going to get a new episode every week along with these bonus episodes when we let them drop. My name is Andrew Popel. I'll be back next week with more great conversations from Final Draft. Until then, happy reading.